The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. I'm excited about 2023, are you? We had two incredible days of sharing at Gasparilla Parades. People were receptive, and we got to pray with and talk to many people about the Lord. Others took our bookmark track, and I didn't see any thrown on the ground. Our team spoke to many Jewish people. I got to share with a Jewish man for about 25 minutes. God is doing something. So today is the first day of prayer and fasting. Will you join us for these 21 days? Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. We are here humble before you, Lord. And we're asking, Father, that these 21 days be anointed by the power of your Spirit, that you would touch us, each one of us who is committed to getting with you for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Lord, touch us, anoint us, fill us with your Spirit. Just let us see an amazing self-revival, revival of ourselves and revival of those around us. So, Lord, we pray in the name of Yeshua. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Amen and amen. Well, as most of you know, if you need information or want uh, to help our radio program, you can call Karen at 813 831 5673, or go to our email uh, or website, I mean, uh, and you can email us at heartofmessiah.org, and I can be reached at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Don't forget to visit us on Shabbat, Friday night and Saturday. We've had a number of visitors recently, and it's really always a blessing. Look um, at our website. And you can see the days and times in the four different congregations, and certainly one, even the Spanish one. So check us out at Shoresh, S H O R E S H, David.org. Also, I have a special prayer devotional that I will email you at no cost. And this will be so useful when you join us starting today, in prayer and fasting. So you can get the devotional tomorrow, so you only miss one day, right? So call us, leave a message on our phone, uh, on our office machine, and we'll get it out to you tomorrow morning in an email. Or we can snail mail it to you, and you get a hard copy of it as well. You can do both. Let's start with what is involved with prayer and fasting. I'm not going to talk about fasting today, but I will talk about prayer. And I just believe that in a time of prayer and fasting, we should devote 
at least one hour every morning to prayer. So will you commit to the Lord to pray one hour per day for the next 21 days? Will you believe that this is the beginning of your personal revival? I always think of Matthew 26, 38 to 45 in this area. Uh, Then he tells them, this is Yeshua speaking, my soul is deeply grieved, even to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell down and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he comes to the disciples and finds them sleeping. And he tells Peter, so couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? Keep keep watching and praying so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I believe that's the key here. We have to overcome the flesh with the Spirit of God, so that we won't enter into temptation and we'll be obedient to Him. We'll, we'll get that uh, wonderful time of prayer in the morning each day. Now, what do you do in a full hour of prayer? Well, here are some thoughts you start with praise, you repent, you forgive. You rebuke the enemy. You listen and expect God to do something. You pray for yourself for revival. You pray for others for revival. You declare and proclaim, and you give thanks. All right. We're going to go over each one of those. Um, By the way, that only gives you six minutes for each category approximately, so You'll find that you'll keep some shorter, some longer. However, you might also find out that one hour is not enough. But let's start with the one hour. Okay, let's look at each of these categories and see what it's going to look like. First, we start with praise. It's a great way to start. It really gets us connected to the Lord. It's all about exalting God. Remember, God doesn't need your praise. You need to praise him so that you understand who he is and understand your relationship to him. And you and you know what? Praising God puts you in a great mood. Praising God blesses you. He's doing this for us. Now, we usually think of praising as singing, right? However, it can include dance or speaking or reading scriptures or poetry, anything really that exalts the Lord. Praise God for what he's done. Praise God for what he's doing, what he will do, and praise God for who he is. So a great example of praise is Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to Adonai all the earth. Serve Adonai with gladness. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Know that Adonai, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Praise him, bless him, for Adonai is good. His loving kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Now, after reading that, you've got to smile. You've got to rejoice. Amen? 
Secondly, in your quiet time, you might want to repent. Yeah, you say, for what? (laughs) You haven't killed anybody or stolen anything, right? You know, for the known sins, you repent. For the unknown sins, you repent. For your household and your loved ones, you repent. You repent for your community, your country, for Israel. Last week, we looked at Daniel in chapter 9 and and how he repented. It was a good, big portion of, of his prayer. I suggest you do the same. If you don't have anything to repent about, I don't think you're being honest. <laughs> Acts 3.19, again, repentance is not for God. It's for us. Listen, repent, therefore, and return so your sins might be blotted out, so times of relief might come from the presence of Adonai, and he might send Yeshua the Messiah appointed for you. What a blessing. We need to repent. Also, number three is we need to forgive. And that might take some people a long time in their quiet time. People who have hurt you. People who have upset you. People, well, they've spoken against you or done something to harm you. Forgive those who have said that they are sorry to you, but also forgive those who have not said sorry. This is a huge and important issue with so many people. There always seems to be a problem with fairness and justice. But when you think of Yeshua, who commanded us to forgive, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. Interesting enough, I had... Somebody I spoke with this past week, and though they feel like they forgave, you could see in their actions and in what they said, they had not really forgiven. Check out what it means to forgive and really make that part of your quiet time. Ephesians 4.32, instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other just as God in Messiah also forgave you. Yeshua came while we were yet sinners, right? Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Four, rebuke the enemy. Command the enemy to leave. Bind up all generational curses. List your areas of struggle and come against the enemy's plans. Bind up the enemy's ability to lie, confuse, cause division, and distract you. Take authority over the enemy who is trying to steal your faith and steal your authority. In Zechariah 3, verse 2, Adonai said to the Satan, Adonai rebukes you, the Satan. Indeed, Adonai has chosen Jerusalem, rebukes you. Is not this man a, a, bland, a, a brand plucked out of the fire? Okay. So then, in our quiet time, the next thing we might do is listen and expect God to say something. I mean, to listen and hear nothing does not help us, right? We've got to listen 
and expect God to speak to us. God's voice is in his word. God's voice is in your spirit. It's, it's an inner revelation, an inner sense that he's speaking to you, okay? And one of my favorites in this area is Psalm 5-4. We talked about it last week a bit. Adonai, in the morning, you hear my voice. In the morning, I order my prayer before you and watch expectantly. So the key is to pray, have your quiet time in the morning, and then watch and see what God does. God is expecting that you would expect a miracle. So let's do that, right? That's a, it's a matter of faith. We have to do that. Then next, we pray for revival, for ourself. We start with ourselves because, you know, if we are not doing well in our quiet time, there's no sense praying for others or situations that are in our life. We need to pray for ourselves and get us in the right place. So, 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now, you know, later on we're going to be talking about pre- uh, declaring and, and uh, but, and, and you can declare this by changing the pronouns and saying, but I am part of the chosen people. I am a royal priesthood. I am part of a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that I may proclaim the praises of the one who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, revival starts with knowing who you are in the Lord. Strong faith and the ability to trust God completely, God's word deep in your spirit. Knowing the fruits of the Holy Spirit are for you and me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The gifts of the Spirit. Pray that we would receive the gifts, that I would receive the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That I would be a prayer warrior. Oh, that's a big one, right? They're all big. A servant, a worshiper. That I would manifest the gifts of the Spirit. Prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, faith, healing, miracles, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Oh, there's so much to pray for. Isn't there? Wow. And then once you're, you're ready now, if you've done all that, <laughs> you are ready to pray for others, for their revival. And I think of James 5, 16. So confess your offenses to one another and pray to one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. And you know, healing is a sign, I believe, of revival. 
And so we pray for revival for our family and our friends and for salvation, healing and salvation. Those are the two key things for me. Uh, Healing spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationships, circumstances, spiritual leaders, government leaders. All of these people need to be revived. How many know that our government leaders need revival? Yes. Wouldn't you agree? How about our educators? Would they need revival? How about our business people? Would they need revival? And our entertainment people and our our families and our, our people of faith and our arts and entertainment and Um, Did I say education? But at any rate, these are the influences to change culture. They need to be revived. Israel needs to be revived. As in the same areas that I just called out, Israel needs revival. Um, We need to see a, a tremendous move of God's spirit. You know who else needs revival? Your enemies. Now, granted, you've forgiven everybody, but your enemies are people who dislike you, who hate you, who come after you. Let's call those your enemies, and you need to pray for your enemies. You need to proclaim revival for your enemies. I can tell you one thing, that if your enemies become revived, they won't be your enemies any longer, right? Okay, so you get the idea. Lots of things to pray for, lots of people to pray for, lots of um, political issues to pray for. Certainly, abortion is not finished yet, <clears throat> and 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 gender issues, whether it's uh, being gay or trans or whatever you want to call the things. I, you know, these are all areas that we need to pray about because these aren't godly. And and I'm not picking on any particular group of people, but let's just say sin is sin. So if there are a group of liars, we should pray for those liars. If there are people who steal, we should pray against that. You know, we need to pray against sin, okay? All right. Then we should declare and bro- proclaim in our um, in our quiet time, and it's similar to praying for yourself, like we just talked about with First Peter two nine. But here's an interesting scripture to declare. I, I love this one. Second Corinthians one twenty one and twenty two. Now it is God who establishes us with. You in Messiah. He anointed us, set his seal on us, and gave us the Ruach in our hearts as a pledge. Ooh, boy, if you know that, if you proclaim that, you will be in good shape, right? And then finally, giving thanks. So important when you... Feel good about what God has done for you. You've got to give thanks. And so we give thanks that he chose us to be one of his. We give thanks that we have received him in our heart. We give thanks for our families. 
we give thanks that we live in the United States and for God's promises to Israel. Now, some of you might be discouraged about living in the United States, but I would say it's still one of the top places in the world, wouldn't you think? Thank God for the people in your congregation. Thank him for everything. First Chronicles 16.7 says this, On that day, David first appointed Asaph and his kinsmen to give thanks to Adonai. See, King David understood the power and the importance of giving thanks. So he actually assigned people to give thanks to the Lord, to represent the nation of Israel in giving thanks. First Chronicles 16.8, give thanks to Adonai, call upon his name, make his deeds known to all the people. Okay? So we are to give thanks, and when we're giving thanks, in a sense, we are making his deeds known among the people. If you give thanks for various things and people hear it, they will know that this is God who has done it. First Chronicles 16.34, give thanks to Adonai for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, is God merciful. If, if you and I were God and we had to put up with some of the things that we have done, we would not be as merciful. I would say we'd be more judgmental, right? But he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let's give thanks, right? Okay. First Chronicles 16.35, declare, Save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather and rescue us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name, that we may glory in your praise. So th- this is a great scripture to think about, uh, to declare, to uh, understand, because what it's saying is if you answer our prayers by rescuing us from the nations, we're going to give you thanks. We're going to give your holy name thanks, and and we're going, uh, we may glory in your praise, because we're going to praise you. Let's look at First Chronicles 16.41. Along with them were Haman and Jeduthun and the rest who were chosen, designated by name to give thanks to Adonai for his mercy endures forever. I wonder if I should try that in my congregation, right? And that's just the beginning. In the devotional that I have made, I'd love to give you a quick example, but I, I give you a theme for the day. I give you the scriptures for the day. I give you Uh, Well, here's the thought for today. Don't ever promise more than you can deliver, but always deliver more than you promise. Lou Holtz. Okay, so every day you get a thought and then a challenge, okay, and then a prayer. So this is a short devotional, and I would ask you to expand on the devotion. Oh, there's so much to do. You might need two hours, (laughs) right? Okay, so please call us at 813-831-5673. Speak to Karen. Get the 
devotional. Um, join us for prayer and fasting. We'd love for it. Uh, come and visit us, and uh, we we love that as well. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah as we commit ourselves to prayer and fasting these 21 days. We pray for this in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah and Lord. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.